welcome to the Laurent Collective Podcast, where we go deeper than just surface talk. Each week, we'll explore everything from family, business, creativity, culture, and faith. To make sure not to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe and hop on to Instagram at Laurent Collective to chat with us about this episode. Hello. Hello, hello. We are back on the Laurent Collective podcast. Welcome Mm -hmm. if you are new and welcome if you are back um, for the first time, second time, whatever it may be. Um, we today are going, we have recently gone on a family, as they call it here, holiday or in the States, vacation, vacation. trip, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we thought we would talk about how to manage expectations when you're traveling with kids. And some of you that are there may already know it. Some of you that are new parents maybe haven't had that experience yet. Um, and we just thought traveling with kids is like, yes, you should definitely do it. It was a lot different when it was just you and I. But yeah, <laughs> it changes things. Yeah, there are, and I want to start with saying like we don't want to be all negative in this. It's just again that's why we I use the word expectations. That's mm-hmm. always a huge thing for me when we're traveling. Is I will put expectations on things, and then I tend to be um, disappointed. You know, whether it's even I mean I'll just use this as an example of like whether it's even you've seen something on Instagram and it's supposed to be this beautiful place, and you get there and it's either super crowded not pretty at all or it's just like oh well i think you know i think uh, the, the idea too of the managing the expectations too especially for you is you Maya usually puts a lot of time in researching looking at the places that we were going and spending time in and you find all these wonderful amazing things in those areas and so you have this like you're you're like okay well we're gonna go to this place and so I've found all these things that we can do. So let's do them all, do or, them like, all. or at least <laughs> most of them. And so in your head, you, you have like a schedule of like how we're going to get through a lot of these things. And I think when, when it was just you and I, we did that, that was really manageable and like we could do it and it wasn't a big deal. Now that we have three kids and obviously they're at different stages of age and all the things. Uh, it just changes things just drastically. <laughs> like the and again, we are not trying to be negative. I no. think it's the idea of the idea of traveling with a completely open schedule is not as easy with kids. Um, of being like, let's just go and see what we find. Um, mm. And that I should say that might depend as your kids get older. That might depend yeah. on the personalities. Yeah. That does not work for our kids. They need to have mm-hmm. a bit more structure, um, you know, in different personalities that we have and stuff like that. Um, in fact, it, when I say a bit more structure, I mean, I mean pretty much structured. Structure, yeah. <laughs> I say not a bit, like the whole thing needs to have structure. And that's not for all of our kids. It's one kid in particular. But yeah. because of that, we do have to work around <laughs> that and think. And we do try to stretch it a little bit, but we usually pay for that when we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so spon- spontaneity in our travel is not as much of the thing. If the two of us went, sure, but with mm-hmm. them involved... Um, and so I, I think it, again, it's taking your expectations and remembering what it was before you had kids traveling and realizing that is not something I can even have in the same <laughs> it's just realm a whole of new thinking. Thing. It's a whole new thing. So when they're younger, um, 
and the, uh, you know, there are some good things and bad things about when they're babies and stuff like that. The good things are that in general, sometimes they are easier. Sometimes that's keyword because sometimes I just feel like when they're younger and they're babies in that kind of like stage, napping, like we have a lot more stuff. You have a lot more stuff, but sometimes like stuff. you can carry them on you or you have yeah. a buggy or those kind of things. Like sometimes yeah. that kind of stuff, like the, you know, like Veda would like nap and things like that. Um, and so, but also it can be really hard because, you know, all they have to be is in the wrong mood that day and scream on the plane or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. um, or not understand why their ears are popping. And that well, and I stuff. think too, at that age, you know, the certain type of places and things that you're doing are probably going to look different as they yeah. get older. Yeah. So yeah. you have to really think about that kind of stuff. And it is really fun, very fun traveling with toddlers and everything because they take in things and they have a lot of fun. But again, they have the same thing of like, I mean, our, our teenager wears out on travel and needs to like <laughs> yeah. have rest. And so at all levels, I think we all wear out yeah, at some point. Kids get to the point where they're tired and that kind of thing. And so I think when you're planning a trip, um, if you are planning it again, if you're planning it thinking of this is how we used to do things, I'm going to plan it for that. You've got to throw that out. Do a bit of research on those places. You really do have to figure out and in different places are different with this of like, you know, do you have the ability to bring all the stuff you need or the place that you end up staying? Mm. If it's like an Airbnb or something like that, do they have different things for a baby that you don't have to bring stuff then? And that would always be our choice of a place to stay because that means we don't have to bring more stuff with us. Mm -hmm. um, so anything like that, like uh, another thing that you have to think of is when you're um, renting cars, depending where you are and stuff and the different um, rules and car seats and all that stuff. I mean, our daughter here still has to be in a car seat because she doesn't make the well, weight. like a booster. A booster seat, yeah. yeah. Um, weight requirement and all that stuff. And so it's figuring that out. Is it easier for you to bring it with you? Or can the rental company guarantee they have one? That's the yeah, thing we have found out thing. too. Sometimes yeah. they say they have it and when you get there, they don't. Yeah. Um, so it's all those kind of different things. And figuring out for the place that you're going is obviously going to have very different rules, um, country, the place, that kind of thing, or cultural norms mm. as well. Um, and so, again, and, and then it's putting in, um, it depends on your kids' personalities, but it's putting in kid-friendly things to do when you arrive. Um, and this it may mean like for us, we could spend all day long in an art museum, and even our kids have been raised... <laughs> Yeah, going I mean, to art museums. Mm -hmm. However, there's a breaking point with that, right? Yeah, definitely. Like there's certain things that are like, great, we can spend this amount of time. We kind of know the amount of time that we can spend in an art museum. And after that, unless there's something that's really kid focused. And I would say even, I mean, our teenager is better at it now. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. him because it, it actually gets more fun to travel with them a little bit. <laughs> um, but they can only do so much of that stuff, especially if it doesn't mean anything to them. And so what yeah, we have found true. is if ahead of time you can watch something, you can read books or something about some of that stuff that they might see um, for them to understand that kind of thing. You can put it more in like, I don't know what the right word is, um, more in their like realm of thinking instead of just yeah, being I like, think, this is really famous. <laughs> yeah, I think in some ways like, you know, I don't know, example of like if you're going to a certain type of museum, like there's one specific museum here um that like we can go to all the time but like maybe for your kids you warm them up to watching like a night at the museum where that museum is actually in the movie so it's like they can they can like see what they might be going to get excited about some of those things and then when you get there you can be like oh yeah i remember that from the movie or you know things like that like that's a movie 
um, you know, example, but like obviously there's books. There's plenty of books. There's they have like those lots books of too, other fun things too. Um, there, I can't, I, it's back here someplace. They have those books for a lot of major cities as well that are, mm. um, and then show you the different things in the history and the stuff like that. And they're for kids and they've got really great illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, just different things like that of doing some stuff ahead of time. You can even do that for places, um, you know, uh, like looking at pictures of things and stuff if you can't, because I know there's a lot of places that maybe don't have specific things about them but you can say hey we're going to this lake and here's the picture and here's a picture of the place we're going to stay and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. depending on their age too you can ask them are there certain things you would like to do mm-hmm. um, and often with our kids they sometimes do have very specific things that they want to do and that kind of stuff like when we when we were in venice i mean uh, you can probably imagine but gelato was like can we eat gelato every day yeah. yes sure for like every meal as well, well yes they did like, one every meal we did do it a couple times yeah. today usually sometimes we might it have had it for hot. breakfast one time <laughs> but i mean that again that's an easy win sometimes yeah. the things are not as easy obviously but in general they're not going to have really high expectations with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. they'll they'll come up with something um so it's finding those kid-friendly things and trying to balance them a little bit with thinking of like what are the things that us as like adults would like to do mm-hmm. um and then i think it's also really important to think about like downtime um and so for us when we have traveled it feels like really we're at a playground when we are you know traveling and that kind of thing but they need that kind of downtime of like moving and stuff and in a place that we can feel comfortable just letting them run especially yeah. if you're new to an area you're not always sure where's appropriate to let them run and that kind yeah. of stuff um and it I mean, again, it's going to depend where you're going, whether that's And it that depends on your thing. kid as well. Like, you, you, hopefully you will understand where their breaking points are and when they're not. You know, a lot of, our, a lot of times our breaking points happen, too, when we haven't had food and things yeah. like that. So you, you, can, you can gauge kind of, you know, the length of times for certain things and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you have a better, you know, a good handle on that with your mm-hmm. kids. But, like, and I would that's, say, that's something that we've learned about our kids, too. Yeah. Like, you know, so... And I would say with that, the food thing is, you probably already do this, but especially when you're on holidays and stuff, bring some snacks from home, especially if you're going to a different country and you're not sure what you're going to be able to find. Bring some snacks of things that you know that they will eat, um, especially if there's any allergies or things like that. We have to deal with that. Um, So that there are some familiar things that they'll eat and and have those on you in a a backpack or rucksack um, because the amount of times that we've been in a place that we think we're going to be able to find some place to eat really easy and then it just doesn't happen or we have to stretch them a little bit further sometimes we're eating the snacks too um and so that is something important to think about of it doesn't have to be a lot um but just a couple things and then you can pick up more once you're there um and it might allow your kids to be a little bit more adventurous with foods if you know they have like they've had something that they're familiar with maybe they're more i don't know I know that's happened for our kids as well. So. And again, like we said, each stage is going to be so different. There's a, mm-hmm. Travel looks totally different with toddlers and babies and stuff like that. And then, you know, they get into their elementary, primary school years, and that looks different. And then preteens and then teens. Mm-hmm. And so we happen to have, you know. All stages. We have all stages. At the moment, pretty much. And we've always had all stages once Veda was born. Like our kids are that mm-hmm. spaced apart. And so that can be difficult because something that, you know, especially when Veda was a toddler that Veda wanted to do, Zane was not that interested in. But it's, again, saying, hey, we're going to do this thing for your sister, and mm-hmm. then we'll go and do this thing that's more geared towards you. There mm-hmm. are some things I feel like no matter what age, like hiking and that kind of yeah. stuff, like there's enough for all ages to be able to enjoy that and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that is like uh, another expectation. Another expectation is like the idea of like sleeping in, <laughs> mm. um, having a quiet breakfast. And I hate to like, I, I feel like it sounds negative, but it's just being real of like, whatever your kids do at home, they're yep. likely going to do someplace else or oh, yeah. slightly maybe even earlier or that kind of, or wake up in the night because yeah, they're in an unfamiliar be, place. There's an unfamiliar, there's the excitement, there's a little anxiety probably. There's all of that, which is going to probably create sleep patterns slightly different than what yeah. you're used to. And there are still ways that you can yeah. do those things of like, okay, if they get up earlier, like I can make myself a cup of coffee and then, I don't know, let them watch something or that, you know, something to try and make it quieter. But it's just, again, is having that, um, yeah, like expectation again. And like, it'll vary if you're staying in a hotel, if you're staying with friends, mm -hmm. if you're staying in more like a property, whatever it may be, obviously that will wide range of like different options of things to do and that kind of thing mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like sleeping and all of that. But I think that is something that we probably didn't realize the first couple trips we had that we we're like oh it's yeah. still the same here yeah it's not going to change <laughs> they're not going to sleep in and yeah um you can one thing we have done um many times is like tag team of like this morning you can get up with the kids mm. and you sleep in for this day of the holiday vice versa yeah, but like kind of let's thing. be real that's not going to happen no because they usually always come to me anyways no when you, but, but i'm usually the one that wakes up early yeah, anyway and so I still hear everybody. it's always me <laughs> And you just stay and lay in bed usually until a little bit later. So uh, let's be careful and not say always. That's not always. Pretty close. But I do the nighttime stuff, which is yeah a whole other ball game of getting them to go to sleep when you're in a different place. Yeah. Um. So I think the other thing I would say is once your kids get to the age where they have phones, this is something we have learned. Mm -hmm. Um. And I watch it when we're traveling too. And again, this is all. Uh, this is all whatever you want to do with this but we've pretty much yeah. had a strict rule of like those phones you can bring it if you want to because it's often they want to talk to their friends blah 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 mm -hmm. um and we have said you can bring them if you want to but like those stay uh, wherever we're going or like our older son loves taking pictures of different kind of spaces and things like that and we have said that's great it'll mm -hmm. go in my backpack and when you want it you can ask for it so it's not in his pocket it's not at least for us where we travel and stuff like within europe he can get on his phone in general and like see some things um depending where we're at um and so i don't want i we're, we're on holiday and i don't want them on their phones the whole time just as we don't want to be on our phones either mm -hmm. and so it's also setting an example for them in that yeah I mean, um, it's just that that whole idea of making sure we're all present in what we're doing and and it may be that we give yeah. them a certain amount of time when we mm -hmm. are having downtime or something to say hey you can talk to your friends now or that kind of thing mm -hmm. um but that is something that we have found to be helpful it is very fun now that our um I, I don't, again, we've said this before in a previous podcast, like not to dread the teenage years. They are difficult. They are hard, but also not dreading them. And I hear so many people, and again, we may just be lucky with the personality we have for our current teenager. We have another one coming soon, um, is that he enjoys travel and stuff. Doesn't mean he doesn't complain. Let's be very clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or say how tired he is or not want to get up in the morning or those kind of things. Mm -hmm. However, we've noticed more recently in the past couple of years when we've been traveling, like he's the ones like, can I have my phone? I want to take a picture of that. Or like having a lot of fun in an area where you walk into an area and he's like, whoa, or, you know. I think it's just cool just... to get to see them take things in almost like you do now. Mm -hmm. You know, where obviously when the, when he was younger, it just, you know, some certain things that he we, we were experiencing and doing probably didn't register as well. But now like the things that we're doing as a family, 
I think it's just cool to get to see him take take all that stuff in um, because it's 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 almost adult like to be yeah. honest. And so and it's again, really fun. It's, it's with him too managing his expectations. And so mm. if we're going to a place, we do involve him a lot more maybe than the other two, saying what kind of things do you want to do and that kind of stuff to make sure that we do some things that he is really interested in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like our racing trip, he was like, I just want to be outside like because we were hiking more and things like that. Mm. And he didn't really care about all the other stuff. Um, and then he wanted to be able to have coffee in the morning. That was this other thing, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> um, and so with that, it meant evolving him in a little bit. But then, I mean, also, like, he is a helper in many ways, too, for the other two. And so that's nice as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get to a certain stage where it was nice to have him, like, oh, yeah, I'll take Vader and go do that thing. Like, I mean, he wasn't going that far away from us and stuff. Yeah. Um Although I guess I was, I maybe we need to preface that like that's not all teenagers might no, not step into said, those certain roles. It depends but, on yeah. everybody's per- and it depends on all that's your kids' personalities. Too, that's just how he does things yeah. and he loves doing things, especially with his little sister and and with his brother too. But yeah. Um, so again, I think it's managing it's managing their expectations in each stage as well because um, depending where you're going, sometimes there's things. Um, an example would be for us, like when we went to Venice, we were there a very short time because it was like an in-between thing from going from someplace else. And um, when we talked to Zane about it, he said, isn't that where the Spider-Man uh, movie part of this? I don't know which one. Help me here. Which one's uh, in Venice? <laughs> I put you on the spot. Anyways, there's a Spider-Man movie that has yeah. a lot of scenes in Venice. And so he said, oh, yeah, isn't that where a bunch of the scenes are in Spider-Man? I'd love to go see those. And I was like, great, we can do that. And, like, I actually think the other two would be into it if we maybe watched that movie ahead of time. So we did that. We watched the movie ahead of time, and then we actually found um, a tour that was a family Mm -hmm. tour that uh, specifically sent on. Also, we hit, like, it was, like, a history of Venice, plus we hit all the Spider-Man locations, filming locations. Mm -hmm. And so it was this great little fun thing of the kids kind of learning, like, a a family-friendly history of the city. And then also we had just watched the movie, and so we were going into these places, and they're like, oh, this is the scene where this, this, or that kind of thing. And so Zane was super into it. Mm-hmm. And the other two were into it um, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. They were maybe more the history thing. And, and there was a scavenger hunt and stuff that was more geared towards them, um, towards Veda maybe. But the other two still participated in it. And there was so. like, I think at that at the end of that one too as well, there was like a fun little craft that the, the younger ones could do that yeah, they but, really but loved as well. But Zane do. didn't want to do that. And so he, so we actually got some time just with Zane. Yeah, they could make Which mask, was really car- fun. Carnival um, mask. And so, so it's yeah. things like that of figuring out if you have a range, which I know a lot of families do, of like a top-end kid that is maybe into different things and a, and a um, youngest child that is into different things. Like there are ways to manage. And to say to everyone, we often say like, look, mm-hmm. we you're not going to love everything that we do. There may be something that, you know, one of us really wants to do too, but we're going to do the things you want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of flexibility is really hard again for we have one child that's really hard for um but we try to say that to the other two Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then figuring out what are ways that if a child gets overwhelmed if they when you're in new places that's i mean you get overwhelmed often Mm -hmm. right if you're gonna get lost we almost always (laughs) get lost while we're on holiday that's just part of being on holiday isn't it Mm. um in fact like a lot of places we have been the uh, places like if you you've not visited here unless you've gotten lost in this city and that kind of thing a lot of Mm. european cities in particular getting around them is generally easy once you figure it out but when you first get there it's like wait this street should go to that one why is it not going to that one why is it curving around 
we, people say that all the time when they visit London. They're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so it's just being okay, being a little bit okay of like taking things down a notch and trying not to get as stressed, keyword trying, because it will still happen. Yes, of course. <laughs> Um, so I think it is, again, we're not trying to be negative. Traveling with kids is absolutely amazing. And I do mm-hmm. feel like the more that you do it, the more you get in the rhythm of it. And they get into and the rhythm And they get of into it the rhythm of it. Well. They understand things. Um, you know, there's several, like, families that we follow and stuff like that. We don't watch them as much as we used to. But we used to watch, like, some families that are on YouTube and stuff. And they travel all over the world with their kids. And the kids really liked watching that. Um, that isn't, like... I would love to do those as a family, but I don't think it would have worked with our kids. But I think uh, doing some kind of things like that helps them like be more interested in travel or, like I said, shows you can watch, things, that kind of thing that mm-hmm. gets them more interested in the places that you're going. I would say don't pick, I mean, this is just my opinion, don't pick some place that is just has stuff for adults because oh, it's going to be well, yeah. really hard. Yeah, Most places aren't like that. I can't think of something. Yeah, that doesn't have something that's kid focused or yeah. that but, you can do specifically but there probably are some that are more yeah. geared towards older kids or adults mm-hmm. um and i would also say do your research and figuring out like we've i know we've had some friends that they've like signed up to go to this resort and they found out their kids were the only kids there um and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so then they felt really weird and we're trying to make their kids be quiet the whole time and that just puts on outer pressure you don't need um and so mm-hmm. Figuring out, um, you know, making sure the places you say are kid are like allow kids or that kind of stuff. Um, so you're not, you know. Yeah, just make sure there's activities and things around that are available for kids. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And and it's also um, knowing that like you know something's gonna happen at a restaurant or something. You know, <laughs> those kinds of things will happen and it's fine. But you will also have there's so many moments like we've had with our family, we've just walked out of somebody having a meltdown about something, pick it, it's happened. And then yeah. 20 minutes later, we're doing something as a family and it is a wonderful time and like an awesome memory that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that, you know, we're really excited about and everyone's enjoying. And it's that kind of holiday moment that you hope for, I guess, in many ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that to know that it's not all bad, that it's wonderful and to try as much as you can as a parent to be present. Um, it's so yeah. easy for me. I often have like my nice camera that I bring to things and stuff like that. And with having them, it's so easy to be wanting to be capturing every second of it. And so I tend to like capture something and put that away, um, mm-hmm. you know, or on our most recent thing when we were hiking and stuff like part of my rest was like to be taking pictures of nature and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so then the kids got involved with it and then oh my yeah. goodness the amount of pictures we have that they took oh yeah it's nuts. <laughs> um and so then that was a fun way to involve them and stuff like that too so yeah so all of it to say it does not have to be stressful but mm-hmm. it is really thinking ahead of time of what are your expectations when you're traveling what are your expectations in traveling as a family and then thinking through those things and preparing together yeah and being realistic that you might not meet, meet all those expectations exactly and that's okay as long as you're present with your family and hanging out and having fun and yeah there's always going to be something but it is different than when you travel as adults by yourself oh, and i'm sure, sure you probably know yeah. that I think, you know, everyone, though, naively maybe comes into it like, oh, it's just adding one more person or something like that. But, like, it does add lots of different layers. 
that are good and hard. Like it's it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. um, because you get to see. I think the coolest thing is getting to see and take those things and like see their reactions to things. Um, mm-hmm. Or you think something is really cool and they're like, nah. Or the opposite, you know, we've had the opposite too, where they're like, that is so cool. And we're like, really? That's the thing that you think is, yeah. you know, fascinating and amazing. So it's fun because of that. Um, but you could get let that get frustrating if you wanted to. And you don't have to. Yeah. You don't need to force them to like the same things that you think they should like. That's true. And our kids do not like when I say something like, this is really important. Like, or this is a really yeah. big historical you thing. You need to look at this and pay attention to this. Yes, or have you read this plaque? And one kid does read the plaques yeah. and the other two are like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it may be because of where we live that they're by that stuff already all the time. That's and true. it just, you know, they're used to it, but I don't know. But so don't get frustrated in that. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. it and be able to laugh it off too. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys because we have learned some of these things because of other friends that have gone before us in traveling mm-hmm. with their kids. Um, so we'd love to hear from you on what are some things that you have found helpful with traveling with your kids and we can do a whole nother one of these and share this. Yeah. Um, do know too, if you are ever traveling to London, like reach out to us because I have a document that I share with people that is all family friendly stuff. You can use it if you're not a family as well. Um, but it's like tips for London and getting around and that kind of stuff. Mm. But then also um, lots of cool places to go. Lots of different places that our kids at different ages have all loved. And then I've kind of tried to group them around like these are all walk. I mean, the whole city's walkable, but um, these are easy to get to together and that kind of thing. So do mm. always reach out to us on Instagram at, at Laurent Collective. Um, and you can send us a message and we'll send that to you. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Laurent Collective Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review, which helps others find our podcast. Continue the conversation with us over on Instagram at Laurent Collective. We look forward to going deeper than just surface talk with you again next week.